It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is August 7th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. All right. Thank you, Bill. And again, Bill uh, is in charge of getting some news articles. He pulled out a pretty good one today. And uh, Bill, you have some news about a forever GI Bill is now expanding its VA educational benefits. Could you tell us a little bit yes, more about that? That is, that is correct. Uh, and the recently uh, confirmed Secretary uh, Robert Wilkie is excited about this also. You know, effective on the 1st of August, uh, 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 just a few days ago, the U.S. Department of uh, Veterans Affairs implemented 15 more provisions of what's known as the Harry W. Colmery Educational Assistance Act of 2017. And, Gary, just a few of these uh, added uh, benefits uh, for veterans and family members uh, are as follows. Uh, recipients of the Purple Heart awarded on or after 11, uh, September 11, 2001, are now eligible for full post-9-11 GI Bill benefits for up to 36 months if not already entitled. Then the military and veterans families who have lost family a family member now can reallocate transferred post-11 GI benefits. So if a person and the family passes away, can be reallocated to another member in the family. Additional Guard and Reserve Service now counts towards post-9-11 GI Bill eligibility. Post-9-11 GI Bill students may now receive monthly housing allowances for any days they are not on active duty rather than having to wait until the next month. And this is also expanded to the Yellow Ribbon uh, uh, program. So, Gary, this is exciting, and uh, this is one of those positive things that a veteran and their family members can look forward to if based upon their eligibility to either start or and or complete uh, an education towards goals that they uh, may have had in place. That's pretty good. They can have another family member go, though, in, in their place, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't be All right. Very All right. good. All right. Thank you, Bill. And why don't you, uh, you have the honor of introducing our, uh, our guest today, Bill. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to have Patricia Craig with us, uh, who's here today. As you know, Pat has a master's in public policy from New England College. 
She received her bachelor's in psychology from Augusta College. Pat is a certif- certified in mental health first aid, and she uses her developmental skills to support several community-based organizations and the management of 5,000 volunteers. Pat has attended Brevard Insight, Leadership Augusta, and chaired several boards. Current civic projects include serving on the board of the Virginia Tech Victims, Family Outreach Foundation, chairperson of the Mental Health Advisory Council for the District of Columbia Veterans Affairs Medical Center, She's also the co-chair of the Veterans Integrated Systems Network. That's Vision 5, collaboration of uh, developmental committee chair of the Ryan Clark Scholarship and Community Service Award and the Ryan Clark Memorial Committee. Pat has earned several accolades, including the President's Volunteer Service Gold, Bronze, Silver, and Lifetime Awards. Pat, welcome again to the American <laughs> Heroes Network. <laughs> welcome, Thank Pat. Thank you so much. Thank you both so very much for that. I'm glad to be here again. Oh, great. Now, again, uh, just to, just to uh, uh, let our listeners know, is what is the main purpose of the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council? The uh, primary purpose of the uh, Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council is to uh, provide forums where veterans and their family members can give feedback regarding their patient care and stigma and uh, also make some suggestions on innovative uh, programs that are working perhaps in other states that we made that may work here and to provide, you know, um, access for clinicians and uh, psychologists, psychiatrists to uh, interface with different modalities that are happening across our nation. All right. Uh, let me, I, one thing has always been on my mind, Pat, is uh, when, when uh, something happens in, at the medical center in D.C., do the other uh, medical centers uh, follow in their footsteps or... Um, when you say when something happens, you, you, are you speaking of uh, policy uh, implementations or or what? Uh, yes, po- more or less policies. Well, uh, the policies are made at the uh, VA level, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that each medical center, you know, they have their own uh, individual, unique uh, individual um, um, let's say uh, issues, so you know they will be addressed, you know, at the at the VA level and uh, at the Veterans Affairs level. So you know, whatever little you know things that we need to change here, then you know we will go about implementing that. But each VA, you know, must pass you know certain inspections in order to be you know certified to provide care. Right. All right. All right. And Bill. I thought Bill had a question. <laughs> you, Pat, you, you recently uh, finished with uh, some pretty much uh, involved activities, both at the medical center with the Welcome Home and the, uh, the Committee on Alternatives at uh, Catholic University. 
tell our uh, listening audience about uh, what happened uh, with those events. Well, this past week has really been uh, very busy and exciting. Uh, Saturday, July 28th, we had a Welcome Home Veterans Claims Benefit DD-214 Upgrade Criminal Records Sealing and Expungement Clinic, and we had 220 veterans to come through, veterans and family members. And we had about 73 volunteers, you know, and staff members. And then, you know, on top of that, we had 28 VA and community-based organizations coming out to help us, you know, with that event. And uh, some of the organizations like uh, the Veterans Benefit uh, Administration the, at the regional level, the Veterans, you know, Health Administration, American Legion, DAV, the National Association of American Veterans, and, you know, community-based organizations like Melwood Veterans Service, Easter Seals, you know, uh, medical, um, military um, Cohen Center for Veteran Services, and um, the National Cemetery Administration, uh, the Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs, and Paws for Purple Heart, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And we had, you know, a special sponsorship from John Gilmore of Engine and uh, Subway here in Brooklyn, and we were very, you know, uh, appreciative of their contribution uh, because we were worried about having enough to feed all of the veterans and their family members. So they stepped in and um, uh, added to, you know, what we had in order to make sure that we had enough to uh, feed the veterans and their family members that came through. So it was exciting. And we had um, attorneys from Catholic University to come over. We had about eight attorneys from Catholic University to come over and help with the records, uh, criminal records sealing and expungement. So it was exciting. Well, I can, I can imagine that it was. Uh, I think we're getting close up on a break, but uh, when, uh, when we come back, uh, uh, I'd like to get into some of the feedback and information that you've uh, uh, we're able to determine from those who participated and uh, uh, pass that information on. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we'll go for that break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pat, with the D.C. Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. And Bill, we're, we're, well, before Pat, we went on break? Yes. I, I'm 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 guessing that you got a lot of good information in terms of feedback, especially at the uh, welcome home uh, at the uh, medical center from our veterans. What are some of the maybe key things that uh, uh, came up uh, that you've discovered uh, that that uh, could be of importance to our listening audience about the community? Uh, that you serve? Um, some of the feedback from the veterans, you know, prior to the, uh, the event itself, we were encouraging veterans to come out, you know, so that they can have the records, you know, looked at. And many of them, you know, told us, you know, well, I've already been through that, you know, nothing's going to happen. I was told that, you know, I can't get it, you know, and all of that. And, and we encouraged them to come out anyway. If if for nothing else, then come out and have lunch with us. So, you know, they did come out, and some of the feedback that we got from these veterans who were, you know, uh, skeptical about getting anything done was, wow, I really did not believe that I could get any help. And do you know that they were actually, you know, able to put me in contact or do this or do that? Whatever the case may have been, they were very surprised at being able to get their help hands-on the very same day and uh, help them move along the path of uh, health and care. And some of the things that happened that day, we had one station for uh, eligibility for veterans' benefits. Um, I think at last count that I talked with him, he had about 160 veterans to cut out of the 220 to you know, come to his station. And he said half of those were new claims and benefits that veterans had not even thought of placing or putting in. And so, you know, that the impact that it made, you know, that just gives you some kind of idea. In addition to we veterans who were looking to have their criminal records expunged, we had a call from um, a veteran from Tennessee who used to live in the D.C. area 
who wanted to get the service of criminal uh, records and sealing and expungement. So we had a telephone call, you know, with that veteran in Texas to, you know, go through the process of, of him uh, getting his records expunged from the uh, incident that happened here in the D.C. area. So it was a very exciting and very impactful, and uh, the veterans were appreciative of of the event itself and wanted to know, well, when is the next one? So we are planning another one right now, but it'll be next year, not this year. Well, Pat, that is so important because that's one of the things that I find in my work in the community is that uh, the ability to keep uh, uh, community of veterans engaged in the process because when they stray away and they don't get information which is so important to them, uh, you know, it's like they surrender. You know, they raise their hands and say, I give up and uh, this is it. But it's so important that we keep them engaged, maintain that contact with outreach so that uh, things like this doesn't happen. So I would imagine that you, probably one of the things that you would encourage to uh, the veteran uh, medical centers around the country is to stay engaged with the local population. I, I agree with you there, and, you know, a Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council um, is kind of mandated to be in place at every medical center across the nation, uh, and some medical centers, you know, do not have it, but it's so important to have this council in place because it's a place where veterans can go and get information and share their feelings and opinions about, you know, issues without fear of retaliation. So, you know, having that in place, you know, veterans come and talk with us. We table every Monday and Thursday here at this particular medical center, and we have veterans who come up to us all the time and say, thank you. I didn't know this existed because we have information resources on our table uh, from the VA itself internally with different departments, and we have them, you know, external in the community. And they say, thank you. I did not know this existed for us. For example, um, we partner with the uh, Cohen Center for Military uh, and Veterans services, and they have a program in place where they serve the veterans and the family members together in mental health services, and the uh, family members can be children, caregivers, spouses, and they do it all right there. They have child care services, free child care services on on, uh, site, and, you know, the veteran, the entire family can go and get the family counseling as well as individual counseling, and many veterans do not know that because, you know, any time you have a veteran who's suffering from uh, any mental health, you know, disorder or illness like PTSD or anxiety, the entire family lives with that. So everyone in the family actually needs to know um, what's in place out there for them as caregivers, what is in place to, you know, show them teach them how to manage, give them tools to manage the uh, PTSD or whatever mental health illness it it may be, you know, for the veteran. So everyone needs to, you know, have that um, attention. 
So, and uh, Cohen, you know, does that for our veterans. And what we do is we refer them to the Cohen Center to get that type of care. And they can get that type of care in addition to the care at the uh, VA Medical Center here. So, you know, information sharing, information, you know, getting it out there is so very important. And I want to take this particular time to say thank you to the American Heroes Network for allowing us to come in and share this information um, with the nation so, you know, we can get the information out to veterans about what is available for them, what can be done at their VA, and uh, what they can do to initiate, you know, some things. All right. Anything, I would appreciate that, Pat. And anything we can do for you, let us know, and we'll take it from there. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as far as the information, uh, you know, a, a veteran or a fa- veteran's family getting this information, they can pick this up right at the their local uh, um, Veterans Administration Medical Center website? Well, um what they can do is they can give, you know, our council a call at um, 247, excuse me, 202 is the extension. And what we will do is we will, you know, walk them through the process and give them a, hand, a warm handoff to, you know, a body at a particular, you know, facility. And that's the way that we do it here at the DCVA Medical Center. We like to give warm handoffs. Uh, when, whenever a veteran comes in, you know, to our table or to our office and they have an issue that we can solve internally here or they need to see a certain provider or they're having trouble with, you know, getting appointments or whatever the case may be, then what we do is we walk them to that particular office, help to explain what's going on, and put them in contact with a person in authority who can make that decision about what the issue is. And if it comes that that particular person cannot make the decision, then what we do is we take it to the leadership level, either the associate chief of staff of mental health or the uh, medical center director or chief of staff. And that way, you know, they have additional resources or they can say, you know, um, we can do it this way and get it done and have what you need taken care of. So that's how we do it here at this medical center. And um, so if they just call us at 202-745-8000, extension 58641, we can help them, you know, in this area, the DMV, uh, that's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. All right. Bill? Well, Pat, you know, one of the things uh, that I think is garnering everyone's attention, both locally and across the nation, is the opioid uh, 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 situation. And, uh, you know, there are problems across the nation, I'm sure, here locally. Uh, What's your suggestion in terms of um, if, if any of our veterans are uh, having problems with that, uh, what they should do, because it seems like it's a, it's a, uh, a very important situation now, and it's, uh, you know, uh, having its toll uh, on the uh, community at large along with uh, veterans also. 
Mm-hmm. It is something that's, you know, plaguing, you know, communities all across the nation as well as the uh, veteran population, and it's a concern. So, you know, one of the things that we are doing is we are encouraging veterans to reach out and to know that they are not alone as well as we are encouraging uh, peer support um, 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 treatment types of uh, modalities, and we are we have put in place a Veterans Mental Health uh, Advisory Guide um, to the facility, the, uh, facility here, um, showing them how to navigate the system and, um, and how to get their needs met. But the, the critical part is uh, for that veteran to reach out for the help and or someone to intervene, you know, on behalf of the veteran. So until that is done, there's very little that we can do other than continue to plant the seed in the mind of the veteran that they need to seek help and continue to order that until they get the service that they need. And um, hopefully it will be sooner than later. We do have, you know, veterans who come in not just with opioid types of issues that prolong seeking help, uh, such as, you know, homelessness. Um, we have veterans who would prefer to sleep in their cars rather than, you know, come in and, and get help, housing. And, you know, when we cannot convince them, you know, to let us help them get the help, uh, the housing that they need, then what we do is we, we make sure that they know where all of the pantries, the food pantries, and the uh, soup kitchens are within their geographical area because they have to eat. Rather than, you know, begging off the streets or eating out of the trash cans, you know, we want them to have good, wholesome food, and we just put them in touch with those types of resources so that they can um, have that and let them know, when you're ready, when you are ready, just give us a call and we will come and walk you through the process and give you a very warm handoff to the people that will help you, you know, get this under control. We do have a substance abuse uh, recovery program, SARP, in place and an excellent staff that's there, as well as, you know, once perhaps they graduate, you know, from the SARP program or even in, you know, conjunction with, then they could be in the uh, PRRC uh, program, which is the uh, Psychosocial Rehabilitation Rehabilitation Recovery Center. And again, we have excellent counselors, excellent clinicians, as well as peer support specialists, certified peer support specialists that will help you, that are available, you know, to you to help you with whatever the needs may be. So, you know, you're right, the opioid, you know, um, issue is a problem. And, And sometimes when veterans don't come in, it's, it's a belief that, you know, um, the, the VA is not going to help them, that they feel uncomfortable here, or that, you know, they're going to substitute one drug for another. And so what we do is we dispel all of those myths about, you know, what they have in their head. And again, when they're ready, you know, they'll come in or someone will intervene for, it, for them. We had a, uh, an alternative 2018 conference at Catholic University this past week. It was from July 29 through August 6. And what the alternative conference, uh, the takeaway or the uh, the uh, purpose of it was to ensure that you know consumers or survivors have a, have a major voice in the development, implementation of healthcare, mental health, 
social policies uh, at the state and national levels so that we can empower people to recover, recover and live a full life in the community. And some of the, you know, alternative suggestions that they have are like integrative health and wellness, you know, practices, acupuncture, um, yoga, tai chi, qigong, and those are modalities that can be used in addition to medication or without medication, or you're on medication and you're weaning yourself off to non-traditional, you know, methods of recovery, and whatever works for you, that is what, you know, uh, the clinicians here look to do. Their first question to you will be is, what matters to you? What What do you value? And then what you value is what we will work on. And so, you know, that helps the veteran to know that there are people here who truly care about me and are willing to, you know, walk with me and put put the uh, resources in place to build a community around me, a supportive community that will help me recover and maintain, sustain this recovery. So, again, you know, that opioid um, uh, crisis is, you know, um, very, very um, alarming and is something that needs to be dealt with. But, again, um, veterans need to reach out or, you know, someone needs to intervene. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pat, with the D.C. Veterans and Mental Health Advisory Council. Bill? Well, Pat, the Planning Committee for Alternatives at Catholic University in the District of Columbia, I know at that meeting you guys must have been very busy and you've got probably other things that you dealt with that you'd like to let our listening audience know about also. Oh, certainly. You know, it was a wonderful time, you know, planning the event with uh, the National Coalition for Mental Health Recovery. And, you know, some of the things that um, that happened during that six-day period, we had a Hill Day, which was, uh, excuse me, July 31st, where, you know, uh, folks from all across the nation, this was an international conference, so, you know, folks came from uh, uh, California, for as far away as California nationally. And I'm very proud of the DMV because we came in second in number of persons, you know, attending the conference, and we were second behind California. So we have something to be proud of that we have people in this area who are, you know, very mindful of needing to, you know, uh, make sure that mental health resources are in place, that peers are involved in uh, these policies at the state and national level. And there are other things that we were talking about on the Hill Day to uh, representatives such as Senator Van Hollen, Senator, uh, excuse me, Representative Anthony Brown, and that is, you know, putting in place funding for uh, or uh, peer-run crisis respite centers and uh, funding for research on the impact of these peer-run crises um, respite centers. The center itself represents um, represents a place where veterans can go. When they are in crisis mode, however, you know, they really don't need to be uh, locked into inpatient psychiatric uh, care. So what they would do is, you know, they would check themselves into one of these respite centers for, you know, a week or two weeks, you know, where they can just rest relax, get some integrative health and wellness, you know, uh, uh, support and attention, talk if you want to, if you don't want to talk, don't feel like talking, you know, just rest your mind or, you know, listen to something that's soothing to you, but, you know, it's something that, it's a place where you don't need, you can go when you don't need to go to the inpatient psychiatric unit because you may be in a crisis, but your crisis has not or is not to the the point where um, you need to be um, in with other major crises that are happening to others. And so, you know, we're looking to put one of those or two of those or three of those in place, you know, around the area here. And so the council is working with other folks to make that happen. And we hope to make that happen, you know, fairly soon. And when we say fairly soon, within the next year or two. So we're looking at that. And one of the things that I was impressed about with the council is that it's outreach internationally. We had delegates there from Taiwan, Ghana, Hungary. 
Kong, Iceland, Haiti, and the um, delegates from Ghana, they want to come over to tour the facility here and uh, talk with our integrative health and wellness chief of um, patient care, Dr. Knepp. And so what we're putting in place is an opportunity for them to tour the facility and talk with some of the uh, executive leaders here. And they want to take back, particularly the integrative health and wellness, you know, uh, treatment uh, modality uh, back to Ghana and to the uh, military uh, services over there. And that's going to happen within the next week or two. And uh, it's, it's just very exciting. We had over 500 participants, you know, for the, the Alternatives Conference. And we had 11 pieces of artwork from veterans here in our recreational therapy program that was on display uh, in the diversity room. And they were moved, the art pieces were moved from, you know, room to room so that everyone, you know, could enjoy the uh, pieces of artwork that we had there. So, you know, it, it was just very exciting. The Hill Day, you know, um, advocating for services and funding for, you know, peer intervention, peer support, peer, you know, support specialists, and just interacting with the people from Hong Kong and Iceland and, you know, Ghana. And we have pictures to prove that they were there. So, you know, we're just excited about the things that Alternative does and can do. And we are now planning for Alternatives 2019, which will be here in D.C. as well. And we're also looking for sponsors. So if you're out there listening, you know, we could certainly use your help. And you can call 202-745-8000, extension 58641. We could certainly use all the help that you can, you know, offer and support us with. All right. How about internal and external partnerships? Are, would those, these groups uh, be part of that? Yes, they would be part of that. And um, we would um, place them, you know, in strategic places where um, their, their support will be known in the community, that they are friends of the mental health uh, recovery community, the peer support recovery uh, community uh, for, the, for veterans. Now, let me ask you, Pat, as far as uh, communities, um, you find that the community is, is uh, actually becoming more educated uh, towards mental health when it comes to uh, veterans? I believe they are. Um, with the help of um, community-based organizations and events like Alternative and uh, events such as uh, the annual mental health summit that this particular facility holds each year and we have in attendance you know 150 and up uh, participants from the uh, professional community they are becoming more uh, educated about what the veterans say they need and they're becoming more educated about how to interact with veterans because many of the um, many of the the clinicians and supporters are not veterans. So, you know, and, and you know that the veteran community is kind of unique in, you know, a sense. So you have to know how to deal with a veteran in order to help them. And, and what they're doing is they're paying attention to what the veterans are saying. They're listening, actually listening, and treating veterans with respect, not so much as this is what I think you need and so this is what I want you to do. 
what they're doing is listening to veterans saying, you know, well, I heard about this particular, you know, modality, you know, can we try that? What do you think it will work for me? And so at that point, what they'll do is they'll talk about it, come to an agreement, and, you know, you have engaged the veteran in his own, his or her own, uh, his or her own health care, empowered that veteran to speak up and say, you know, when something just is not working for him, to say, uh, could we try something else? So it's very important to educate, you know, the community about, n- number one, the culture of, of veterans, and number two, that they need to listen to veterans when they say, you know, uh, what about this, what about that, and uh, this is not working, or this works really well, you know, can we continue to do this, or let's try something uh, uh, alternative, such as, you know, acupuncture, yoga, kijong, you know, those types of things. In addition to what we're doing here, and perhaps at some point we can wean, you know, ourselves off of the medication and you know for many veterans and and myself included I really don't like taking medication and if there is something out there that I can do as an alternative method to medication I would love to know about it so if there are any listeners out there who have some suggestions that works where you are please you know get in touch with us and let us know that's 202-745-8000-58641 we would love to know about it and veterans here are seeking to you know if we can't replace it then you know supplement and reduce some of the medication that we're on. And I think that's the goal of many veterans. But, you know, in terms of educating uh, clinicians, the public, I think we're doing a pretty good job here at the uh, DCVA Medical Center. But we have some things that we can work on, but we are doing an excellent job with what we are doing. That's true. That's very, very true. And Bill? Well, Pat, uh, this is quite interesting with these uh, international attendees. Uh, uh, You know, when you get an opportunity, and hopefully soon, you can let them know that they can listen to the American Heroes Network uh, with the uh, veterans' issues that we cover and the things that you're talking about. Uh, Gary can tell you we're in about 98 countries around the world. So this is a way that they can get their their advanced information about what's going on. But, you know, in addition to that, I think it's helpful for our listeners to understanding that just with the District of Columbia Medical Center, the catchment area that you serve is rather diverse because you, uh, you're serving veterans in about four or five uh, uh, counties in Maryland, the Northern Virginia area, and the uh, and the District of Columbia. So, uh, uh, give us a little flavor about the uniqueness in serving that vast of a community of the the, the uh, DMV, as you mentioned, the District uh, of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia. So it's just not right in D.C. Uh, there's a lot of uh, other areas around the the, uh, the area that you do you you you're covering. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we also cover, well, let me give you a little background on it. Uh, when we established the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council here at the Washington DC VA Medical Center, we felt that, you know, we needed to get in touch with, you know, all of the other advisory councils and just, you know, talk about what's happening, what are you doing that works well, what's not working, and how can we come together as a group to, you know, um, strengthen each other and support each other in 
trying to make the changes that need to take place. Well, out of that, you know, came the uh, council, the Vision 5 collaboration of councils, and myself and the Baltimore Advisory Council person, we were, we co-chaired that particular, you know, council, the Vision 5 collaboration of councils. And so, you know, that includes not just the DMV, but it includes West Virginia, uh, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, some parts of uh, New Jersey as well. So, you know, there's strength in numbers. And so, you know, that is, you know, our, our message behind collaborating and getting together, you know, to share what's happening, what's going on, what veterans are saying there, what veterans are saying here, to see if they're saying the same thing. And if so, then we have a systemic issue that just does not um, affect the DMV, but, you know, other states as well within the division. And we also are a part of a national network where we um, communicate once a month with all of the uh, Veterans Advisory Councils across the nation, and we talk about these things, you know, well, what's happening there, what's happening here, what's working there, what's not working there, what kind of issues uh, do veterans there have, and how can we help? Uh, give us some suggestions. We give you some suggestions. So, you know, it is a huge network, and um, that's a great idea to share uh, this uh, this uh, segment of your radio um, interview with uh, the folks from uh, Taiwan, the international uh, folks, as well as the national you know, representation. Also. And we plan to do that. All right, all right. And once uh, once it's archived, uh, Pat, I'll be sure to uh, get it to you right away. So you can. Uh, uh, it's going to be a direct link right to the show. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And I think they'll appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Now, what do you you have anything coming up in the near future? Well, now, in September, on September 18, we have our uh, annual mental health summit, and that will be held at the Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs in the old Judicial Council Chambers. It'll be from 9 to 4, and the uh, theme will be trauma. And it's uh, targeting clinicians, um, those living with uh, mental health issues, and community-based organizations, the medical center here, so that we can all get together and network and listen to each other and find out, you know, where we can make some changes or just to learn about what's working well, you know, for veterans in these particular areas. And uh, then on October the 6th, we have a Veterans Health and Information uh, session outreach to uh, churches uh, with Veteran Ministries. And what we'll be doing there is uh, sharing information about claims, benefits, uh, DD-214s, what they qualify for the benefits that they have at the medical center, even what's available in the community. And we found out, we've been invited, you know, several times out to churches who have veteran ministries. We found out that many of the veterans in their congregations are not, um, are not, connected with the medical center here, and we want to get them connected, even if, you know, they don't use it, but we want to have you connected just in case. So, you know, that's what's happening on October 6th, and then in November, November the 17th, we're having a Veterans Caregivers Conference, and the theme is They Also Served, 
It'll be from 9 to 2 p.m., and we're still working out the location. But the purpose of that is to uh, recognize caregivers uh, who care for veterans as well as to um, share information about what type of resources and support is out there for them, give them some tools to manage stress, burnout, you know, suicide ideations, and, and those types of, of things. And it's going to be wonderful. We're targeting about 250 uh, participants. And again, sponsors, if you're listening, we need your help. So, you know, we'd love to have you, you know, on our team to make this happen for care- caregivers of veterans. Then on December the 25th, we're uh, sponsoring a holiday dinner here at the medical center for veterans who will be alone on Christmas Day. And um, we have about 30 veterans that we're going to prepare a huge, wonderful holiday meal for. All of the fixings and the trimmings and the the, uh, recreation therapy room will be decorated beautifully. Fine china. We'll have arts and crafts. We'll have the television going for those who want to watch football. But, you know, it will be a wonderful occasion for veterans who are alone on Christmas Day. And we just don't want them to be alone. And so... What we're going to do is we're going to establish, you know, a community of folks with uh, for them that they can share information with, the telephone numbers, email address, and remain in contact with each other throughout the holiday or even, you know, further than that. But, you know, those are some of the things that we have on our plate that we're going to do. In addition to, we're already planning for Alternative 2019 here in Washington, D.C. We don't have the date yet, but it will be in July. And, again, we're looking for sponsors. So if you're listening, we'd love All to have right. you. And Okay. All right, definitely. Now, we only have a couple minutes left, and Pat, it was a pleasure having you on our show again and again in the future. And uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing, Pat? What I'd like to say is that um, Veterans Mental Health Advisory Councils are there for the veteran and their family members. These are the folks that we listen to, advocate for, and if you're having any issue, whatever it may be, let us know. Give us a call or find the uh, council in your area, and if you don't know who that is or how to find them, give us a call, 202-745-8000-58641, and we will connect you with the nearest council in your area so that you can, you know, get the needs, uh, get your needs met. So, you know, I, I just want to make, make it, you know, clear that, we are here for the veterans, and uh, we work for the veterans. So if you have any issues, just let us know. All right. Appreciate that, Pat. And Bill? Well, Pat, again, thank you for all the great things that you do in our community, both local, nationally, and internationally. <laughs> and uh, we're here to assist you as much as we can, and uh, we look forward to having you back again uh, uh, as soon as uh, your schedule will permit. Thank you all so much for having me. All right. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there.
Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thing.